Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast. We are continuing NFL Combine coverage. But first, KG, there were some uh, women's awards that came out, a little ACC basketball. Uh, you and I were kind of going back and forth. We, we were interested in some. There's different rules. There's 100 people on the first team. Um, <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, you predicted the uh, player of the year, if I'm not mistaken, right? You know, I do what I can. I voted Liz Kitley player of the year at the very beginning. Someone who maybe is one of our bosses texted me <laughs> when I voted that and said, you voted for Kitley? And I was like, yeah, she's going to be the player of the year. So, you know, it, she it did happens. That. But i very excited. She's a, she's a great student athlete. Love chatting with her. And look, I, I know we're now an ACC football podcast, but a quick little plug. ACC women's basketball is better than it's ever been. Ever. We have six ranked teams heading into the ACC tournament. There's a lot of tournament implications for the big dance. The ACC could get 10 teams in. Wow. That's 10 of your 15 teams. It's crazy. We will have live coverage for you all weekend on ACC Network, so make sure you watch. You you will be entertained, I promise. That's right. And the semifinals at noon and 2.30 on Saturday on ACC Network and the championship at noon on ESPN on Sunday. So, and we'll have coverage before and after halftime, everything. Make sure you tune in, Mac. There's a little shameless plug. That's right. Cannot wait. It's March, people. Let's go. In the name, in the uh, uh, the the presence of John Rothstein, the the famous basketball insider. There, I miss old John. We might have to reach out and, oh, and get a little we basketball love, love. I'm sure he's quite busy right now, but. Uh, we'll, we'll have a little basketball. I mean, it, it's March Madness, people. We'll, we'll dive when into that. When do we sleep, Mac? Never. In May. In May. But for us, we, we don't ever May. sleep. We, we're talking about football all year long. So we're back. We're previewing ACC participants on the defensive side of the NFL Combine today. And, of course, the skill guys. It's a little bit weird how we're doing this, but just because scheduling and how we're releasing episodes, the skill guys on offense will actually be on the field later today. So if you missed – Tuesday, our offensive episode, go back, listen to that. And then for you guys who are interested in watching, like KG is, all of the Underwear Olympics, here's the schedule. On Thursday, which is today, the tight ends, the quarterbacks, and wide receivers will be out there doing their thing. Friday, tomorrow, offensive line, running backs. And then Saturday, the defensive line and linebackers. And then, of course, wrapping it up on Sunday, it says PK. Is that just place kickers or is that punter kicker? Yeah, what about the punters? I think it might be punter kicker. But then what about the long snappers? Discrimination. I, I, I do not like the way that this is worded. Uh, it needs yeah, to either just cool. say specialist or we need to identify all of them because they should all mm -hmm. be celebrated. Yes. So yes. I think it's I specialist and defensive backs on Sunday. So a lot of fun stuff, guys. Get to your TV. Watch all these guys. So many great ACC participants. You can have multiple screens going. You can be watching the ACC Women's Tournament and have the combine That's on right. the tablet or vice versa. <laughs> we support you. It's it's one of the most exciting sports times of the year. So we know you've got multiple screens going. And Mac, you know, the intrigue this year, which lineman will lose his shorts during the 40-yard dash? It feels like it happens every year. It may not be suitable for children, but it's just hilarious to me. These huge linemen in these tiny, tiny clothes and then the poor guy's running 
and he loses his pants. Like, that's not good. I feel bad for these linemen, but, you know, that's that's also a piece of intrigue there, Mac. And we will go through all the results, break down everything that happened on Monday, and we'll be joined by ESPN NFL Draft Analyst Jordan Reed. We are very, very excited to have Jordan join us, Mac. Yeah, I can't wait. He, he's going to bring so much insight. Really, I mean, the quarterback position to me is is where a ton of love, I think, is going to come. And, and you know, we're going to talk about that. But if you guys missed it, earlier Tuesday, Mel Kuyper released his newest, his freshest NFL mock draft. And Ikim Ikwanu, number one, Ooh. NC State offensive tackle overall. overall. He was listed at number one. We've talked about this numerous times. He might be able to make that jump. If he balls out at this combine, he might solidify it. So it'll be really fun to talk with Jordan about that as well. No doubt. That's a huge storyline going into this weekend. As Max said, today we are focused on the defensive side of the NFL combine. And who better to help us do that than perhaps the first ACC defensive player taken in this draft we'll see Jermaine Johnson here's our conversation with the former Florida State star at the Senior Bowl Jermaine Johnson terror in the ACC man it has been a pleasure number one to watch you all season long Um, I want to start there I want to start with Florida State and you making that decision Obviously, I think you'd make that 10 out of 10 times. Just walk us through, number one, that process and why ultimately you chose Florida State. You know, once I figured I, I had to come back uh, to do another year of college, it then was, do I stay at Georgia or do I try to go to a different program? And mainly it was just the fact that I wanted uh, a team to really get, you know, the whole Jermaine Johnson or at least what I thought I, I was. Um, and I just felt like I couldn't really uh, – do that and give that to my team at Georgia just because, you know, I wasn't really on the field as much, you know, as I wanted to be. Um, so, you know, I thought hard and it was one of the hardest decisions to leave Georgia. Um, I love those guys. They love me. Um, coaches and I still have a great relationship. I'll always be a dog, but it was one of the hardest decisions to leave. But, you know, I did. And, you know, I had no idea where I was going. Uh, everybody was calling me left and right. And, um, you know, it was like it was like the recruiting process and, uh junior college for me all over again but it had to happen in like a week right um so you know I had to be real critical I had to think about what I wanted and basically uh coach Norvell was calling my phone you know all day all night you know I wasn't answering you know I'm like I'm not going to FSU playing hard to get okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I was like I'm not going to FSU right. but then you know he called me and the more he talked and the more he made sense and the more I thought about all the greats that came out of there you know that that place is is uh historically great and you know, it was great to pour into a program like that and, and try to get it back to where it once was. When I hear, we had Jim Nagy on, who runs this bowl, of course, and, and talking about you, we asked him about you. He said, relentless motor, never takes a playoff. Where does that come from for you? I guess just kind of my process. As you know, my process is, uh, my journey has been quite long and uh, you know, I've been pretty much everywhere. Um, so it's just kind of how, how I go about life, very uh, relentless and uh, I don't take no for an answer, so... No, it's just part of me, and I guess that translates to the field. I think it translates uh, very well. Um, it, it was it was very fun, as I already said, to watch you this year. Clemson in particular, you had a massive game. And just seeing the way that you explode off the edge, such a dynamic pass rusher, where do you feel like your best attribute is? Do you feel it's the motor? Do you feel it's, it's your skill set with your hands, your footwork? If I'm drafting you in the first round coming up in April, 
Why am I choosing you? I guess, to be quite honest, if I'm an O-lineman, if I had to look uh, from a different perspective, you know, you can really tell uh, what a guy does best, you know, speed, power, whatever that may be. I feel like with me, you have no idea, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, and that you know, puts a little fear into an offensive lineman, especially if I'm I can. I'm kind of scared. He was like looking at my soul over yeah, here. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now he's being <laughs> taken Former back. offensive lineman taking over, but I, I, I feel you. You know, so, um, I mean, if, if a guy can beat you inside, spin, uh, put you on the ground, you know, that's kind of different than a guy that just has to run the hoop, right? So, you know, I try to be well-balanced in every part of my game, uh, play the run just as good as I play the pass. You know, um, at Georgia, they taught us you got to earn the right to rush the passer. So uh, that's what I do. I play the run, and I earn the right to rush the passer. That sounds like Georgia. That doesn't surprise me there. Uh, okay, Jermaine, when you walked up, one of my first thoughts was you had to have played basketball. You had to have hooped. I played one year. Okay. That's yeah. it? In high school? Yeah, yeah. Really? What kind of hooper were you? Uh, I was all right. I was real raw. I didn't, you know, I still had a ton of work to do. And, um, you know, the varsity coach would, would always try to get me to come back out. And I come wonder back why. Out. Yeah. Um, I remember one day in practice, I wasn't even on the team. I just saw the guys were practicing. I walked into the gym and, you know, I was just dunking, like not a part of the team. And they're like, you know, the varsity coach just, you know, he tried to get me to come out for basketball all the time. But, um, you know, I thought about it and I just, uh, I had, you know, I had a, a better st- foot forward in football already, you know, just sticking with that. And, you know, I had a better passion, uh, more passion for it. I love that, man. Before we let you go, I want to ask you one last question ab- about yesterday in practice. Uh, practice is ending. You are called out by the head coach of the Detroit Lions. I, th- I think that that is a extremely positive thing. I think that that's our best. This is their best. All right. The very first snap, you put the guy straight on his butt. Killed a man. Um, what does that yeah, – literally, uh, there was there was outline. There was a chalk outline. Uh, what does that say for you? What does that mean to you to kind of be identified as, okay, you know, I'm, I'm an alpha here? Right. Um, I mean, like I said, my journey pretty much uh, defines me and it kind of built who I am today. So you got to you gotta um, answer the bell. You know, you got you to gotta come when your name is called. And, you know, I kind of already knew I was going to get called. So as soon as I knew an old lineman got called up for one-on-one, I, I already put my helmet on and you know, I strapped it up. Um, so I just knew it. It's just who I am. I'm a team guy. Um, I, I don't like letting my team down uh, in any way. So, you know, I knew that I had to beat this guy or I didn't do my job. Expect greatness. I love it, man. Jermaine, thank you so much. Good luck the rest of this week. Great talking with you. Yes, sir. Likewise. Thanks again to Jermaine Johnson for joining us. And Mac, that was one of the interviews we got to do in person. So we were able to see the true freakazoid that is Jermaine Johnson. Really nice guy. I think he's going to perform well in the interviews. But also when you look at him, you're blown away by his size and what just imagining what it would be like to block this guy. Mac, I know you were imagining that when we were talking with him. I was terrified. And it was so funny. I asked him, you know, if I'm a GM, if I'm a, you know, guy drafting you, you know, why why would I do it? What's, what's your best attribute? And he looks me dead in my eye and says, well, you know, when I think about it from the offensive lineman's perspective, you know, they can pick up on what guys do, you know, pretty well and, and know what they want to do. And then he, again, looks straight into my soul and says, with me, you have no idea. And I was just like, oh, okay, okay. 
Like I'm retired, man. Don't come after me. We're, we're good. We're good, man. I just talk. I just talk. But I think that's exactly the case with him because he has the power. He has the speed, the hand fighting, and then the motor. I mean, the fact that he is this picture perfect defensive end at six foot five, two sixty five that can get after the passer, but also plays the run extremely well. I mean, when you think defensive ends, I remember a couple years ago, Cleland Furl. He was it. He he's the guy. And so now I think Jermaine Johnson really fits that mold. There's a couple of you know freaky defensive ends. I think that Jermaine has solidified himself as you know the number three guy, and I think that it's going to show up. I think that he's going to be you know taken in the top fifteen. If he just blows us out of the water at this combine, that may be solidified. It maybe creeps up to the top 10. Who knows? But has a really, really fun opportunity now to put all the on-field success, especially from this last year, and match it up with some numbers. And just really, when you can, when that synergy's there and you can bring those two together, it puts together a very nice picture for these GMs and, and guys making decisions on who to draft. He is a true transfer portal success story. And overall, the transfer portal, it has its negatives, don't get me wrong, but it has its positives. And Jermaine Johnson getting out of the log jam at Georgia, going to Florida State and balling out is the reason. That's the reason why he's most likely going to be a top 20, top 15 pick. So I'm excited to see where he ends up, Mac. And I think it's very telling. This guy basically went through two practices at the Senior Bowl and was so good and so dominant, we saw him in that one-on-one where he just destroyed one of the offensive linemen's will to live. He was so good that his agent said, dude, you can't play in this game. Like, you just can't. And he wanted to, but he was so good in just two practices that he basically didn't need to play in the game and it wouldn't help him at all. I thought that was very telling, Mac. It's, listen, this is a business and you have to make business decisions. And if there's the, you know, thought of, okay, if I get hurt, if something happens, who knows? The weather had been terrible all week long. If I slip up and pull a hammy, everything I've done up to this moment is for nothing. And and then, so you can't fall, guys. And and in this, once graduation or, or finish play, you don't have to graduate. When you stop playing college football, Everything after that, I don't care what you do. I, I, I am very critical about guys, you know, kind of quitting on their team or not playing with their team. But after this, it's a business and you have to take care of yourself. If not running a 40 is in your best interest because you're either not ready or the turf or you're not feeling great, whatever, don't run a 40. Who cares? You know, go out and do what you think is neat, necessary. And that's exactly what Jermaine did. And, and excited to see him again here at the the NFL Combine. Another guy that I'm really interested and excited to see is Amari Barno from Virginia Tech. We obviously got to see him up close and personal at the Senior Bowl, but I'm just so interested to see what is a team going to do with him because he is a very unique prospect. He's extremely raw. He transitioned from linebacker to defensive end in 2020 and just exploded onto the scene. Nobody could block him. He had a billion tackles for loss and sacks. But just what is he going to be in the NFL? Do they want him to be kind of a rangy outside linebacker that gets after the quarterback? Or is he going to blow up size-wise and get a little bit bigger and be a true defensive end? Uh, so, you know, I think really whatever team, it's all about fit. You heard me say it 100 times. I'm going to say it 100 more this episode. Whatever team drafts him, I, I think if you can you know, let him develop and maybe for the first year and a half, two years, maybe three, let him just be a situational chess piece, maybe that's in his best interest. And then from there, okay, let, let's – choose and let's see where that's going to be but you know excited to see him he another guy that should really wow people uh in, in regards to numbers 
the speed that he's going to have putting up some some fun things at the combine. He's really long, really athletic, somewhat raw, I think is is what people would say about him. And his flexibility or his versatility is really what I mean, could hurt him or help him. It, it kind of depends on how teams view that. So we'll see what happens with Amari Barno. And then you got Jonathan Ford from Miami, a D-line prospect. And this dude is huge. He's 6'5", 315. That doesn't grow on trees, Max. So someone might, might take a chance on him because of that. That's right. And size, size matters, as, as we all know. And so if they're looking at a guy like this saying, hey, you know, he can be a run stopper. He can be a, a really nice piece for our defensive line here. You know, you test well. You never know. I mean, that, that's what's so fun about these all-star games, combines, pro days. Guys can put up numbers and you're just like, whoa. Like that, that is that is an outlier. That that doesn't make sense. So if Jonathan Jonathan Ford does something of that nature, you know, maybe he he makes a little bit more of a name for himself and finds himself on a on a team. Let's talk about these linebackers, Mac. I think all three of these guys really need to help themselves at the combine. And how they run is going to be important. I think there's questions about speed with all three of these guys. They're bruisers, they're physical, they're tough, they're just tough, strong-nosed college linebackers but to take that next step and to to be drafted I think they've all need to run well so do you agree with that when we're talking about Jeremiah Gimmel from North Carolina Isaiah Graham Mobley from Boston College and Valen Spector from Clemson yeah 100 percent I think that, that absolutely is hitting the nail on the head KG is that the linebacker position has kind of changed these last couple of years in the NFL where You've got to be able to move, and you have to be able to cover. As the game evolves on offense, of course, defenses have to respond, and you have to do the exact same thing. So the linebacker position is full of guys in the NFL of dudes that can run, dudes that can move. And so you have to prove that at the combine. And and not to say that there's a question mark, but I think there there is a little bit uh, with these guys. And, you know, if, if they can sneak into, you know, the four sixes, the low four sevens, then – You've really got a chance outside of that. You're kind of moving yourself outside of that threshold of where there's, you know, this aligned success, the numbers and and adding up with with long-term success in the NFL. So, you know, I think for really all three of these guys, they've got to figure it out. I think Balin might have the biggest upside just because of, you know, what he was able to do in college. Very rangy, a guy that, you know, got after the quarterback extremely well, has really good instincts and anticipation, but as, as we said, KG, for all three, Gimmel, uh, Graham Mobley, Inspector, you, you've got to perform. You've got to go out there and run, and, and they are on the biggest stage, and they, they should thrive in that environment. Yep. Speed matters. Speed kills. We'll see how they do. How about these defensive backs, Mac? We, that was a little rhyme there. We've got three <laughs> guys that I think everyone has their eyes on, so let's start with these guys. The two corners, Andrew Booth from Clemson, Mario Goodrich from Clemson, and Bubba Bolden, a rangy safety, a little more versatile too, from Miami. With Booth, he's a guy that we didn't see at the Senior Bowl. But look, he, he's a ball hawk. He's a playmaker. He's incredibly athletic. He has those high right, highlight reel catches. What do we need to see from Booth over this weekend? Yeah, really just showing up. I mean, at the end of the day, this guy's tape is so good. He, he is the picture-perfect corner, in, in my opinion, when you look at size, you look at speed, you look at physical presence, and then adding in that the fact that he's a ball hawk, as you mentioned, makes highlight plays routine. I mean, one-handed interceptions, diving where he's floating across the field on Kenny Pickett, by the way, interceptions of, of just these amazing plays. And, and so his tape is fantastic. The, the, I think really 
what sets him apart from a lot of cornerbacks is just how physical he is in the run game. I mean, you, you turn on the, the clip, you turn on the tape, and there is time after time after time where he is blowing up blocks, hitting tunnel screens, hitting uh, running backs that get out on the edge. He loves it. He thrives in that. He, he is not afraid to hit you on top of the fact that he's going to go against the best wide receiver you have each and every game, each and every play in man-to-man. That, that's how he thrives. So at this combine, just go run fast. He's going to impress people with his bench press. He's got a really strong upper body. Um, but for Booth, I think a lot of the work's already done. You're just going out there meeting these guys in the meetings, I think, will be really important. How far can he jump? I've even seen him as high as number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. So it's going to be really interesting to see, okay, how high can he go with with testing well? And, and really excited to see that on the other side, when you look at Mario Goodrich, a guy that had pretty good practices at the Senior Bowl, I, I think at, at that event, you know, more often than not, the interviews, the interaction, the the seeing and being around coaches, scouts, GMs is is very important. He said it himself when when we were talking to him. I got to go show I can run fast, and you know, I think that he's confident in that ability. But a guy that is is a technician has great length, plays you know press corner, uh, press coverage very very well. Both of those guys should show out at the combine. They should. And Andrew Booth, I think his film speaks for himself because you, you're not tackling at the combine, but he is one of the best tacklers at the cornerback position that we ever saw at Clemson. And so I think that will translate. What about Bubba Bolden? This is a guy who he's very confident. I think that will come off in his interviews. Big bodied safety has good range, maybe lacks some top end speed. Maybe some missed tackles this year. We saw it at Miami. It was a, a problem with a lot of those guys. So he's a day three guy as seen by most, but he could jump up a little bit. Maybe if, if he runs, again, run fast. Uh, that's that's kind of the <laughs> the uh, the theme here, Mac. You, if, you, if you run fast, you have a really, really good <laughs> shot at, at being drafted higher than than what people predict. And, and I think with Bubba, you know, again, how big he is, a really big safety that – you know, loves to be physical, is not afraid to be down and around at the line of scrimmage to make plays in the run game. I think that that is such a key piece for defensive backs that you've got to figure out. So at the end of the day, test well, you'll be just fine. And another guy that you talk about physicality that, that just loves it, that thrives in it. And I think of Damari Mathis from Pitt, a, a guy that, you know, I think has crept up some boards. You know, originally, when the season ended, I saw him listed somewhere around six and seven, and now I'm seeing him as high as the fourth round. And so can he put together a solid combine and, and run and, and bench and you know test well and all these different things and, and climb up to that fourth round? Uh, a guy that loves to be in press man, a guy that I think will really thrive in the slot and be able to handle these bigger receivers, tight ends, running backs, and really just thrive there. So excited to see what Damari Mathis can do. Uh, Jermaine Waller from Virginia Tech. I mean, he was a guy that, man, I think back in 2021 at the beginning of the season, having him as my number one corner and, and showed glimpses of that throughout the season. I mean, the ball hawk ability, pick six against Notre Dame, walk in for a touchdown. I mean, he has that, but just injuries have really plagued his last couple of years. And so is a team going to take a chance there? Is, is you know kind of the fourth, fifth round You know when you really do that? And, and, and how does he test? What uh, will be really interesting to see. Injuries are an issue for him. The medicals will be a big part of, of what he needs to show at the combine. But he has a great blend of size, speed, yep. Yep. length. Jermaine Waller is a playmaker. We know that, Mac. And then how about two more guys? Let's hit on them here in the defensive back department. 
Quinterio Cole, who was an HBCU guy before he transferred to Louisville and made a big impact there. And then Wanye Thomas, Georgia Tech. Both these guys, perhaps day three, but I know you're excited about Cole because he's a guy that he's a, he's a little freaky when it comes to the athletic ability. That's right. I mean, a good looking dude. I mean, people are going to see this guy probably shirt off, tight shorts, running. He's going to look like a Greek god. I mean, people are going to be like, whoa, who is that when he walks in? And I think, again, when you, when you have the film, which obviously he does at extremely high level at FCS, I mean, was an absolute star and then still did solid work at Louisville. But if he can test well, if, if he can run, jump, all these different things, I mean, we, we might see him fly up the boards. I mean, maybe to the, even the third round if, if he's able to bring that physical presence because size and speed, you just can't coach it. So if they can see, okay, we can mold this guy into something, maybe even a linebacker. I mean, you have mm. to think of how the game is changing. Uh, could be a really good thing there. And then Wanye Thomas, another guy who super physical, loves to be around the football. I think the closer – to the line of scrimmage, you can get him uh, the, the better off that he will be. We saw that a lot at Georgia Tech, just able to, to really come up and not afraid of contact at all. So I think the most important thing for him, though, is, is just scouts being able to see him run, change direction, how fluid can he be? And again, it, it, is safety you know his best bet or you know maybe a nickel Sam type deal, bring him down closer to the line of scrimmage? Agreed, Mac. And we have two specialists here, and we we will never forget about the specialist, never, Cal Adamitis, <laughs> who we talked to at the Senior Bowl, who we love, great guy, long snapper, and Trenton Gill, the punter from NC State, who has a cannon of a leg. That I feel like the combine is really interesting for specialists. You just go out there, you run, look, you may not be the fastest, but that doesn't really matter. So uh, it's always interesting what I see these guys at the combine. I'm not really sure why they're there That's because right. <laughs> all you really need to do is be able to snap the ball and punt the ball. No, no, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. I, I think it, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I think it is a, a little different, right. For the, the two okay. positions here. If I'm a punter or kicker, absolutely agree with you. I'm not running. I'm not benching. I'm not jumping. Nothing. I am only kicking the ball and I'm interviewing. That's all I'm doing. I'm not doing anything else. If I'm a long snapper though, I mean, you have to kind of treat it as if you're a linebacker. So you have true, to run. True. You have to bench. You have to show I'm a cover guy. Because when you watch this film, if they're, they're sometimes one of the first guys down there. They have to be able to make a play mm-hmm. on the ball. So for Cal, I think there's a little bit more pressure uh, and, and just to go out there and physically perform. But listen, he, we talked to him at the Senior Bowl. He said, look, I train with the linebackers. I run with these guys. I do everything. with. I lift with them. Uh, so th- it, it will not be a – surprising moment for him. There won't be a, oh my gosh, like I can't do this. He, he He's built for it. He'll go out there and dominate. But Trenton, listen, man, if, if they ask you to run, say, nah, bro, I kick nope. only. That's all I do. <laughs> I kick only. And I'm pretty That's freaking all good at it, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's a great point, though, Mac, about long snapper. That's really, see, that that's the insight. Because in my mind, I'm just thinking, snap the ball, dude. That's all you got to do. And it, look, long snapping does look hard to me. It does look hard. It's not easy. It's not easy. But... They've made it I a little Cal's easier. A I will say they, they make it a little easier because you're not getting like knocked out when your head's between your legs because you can't touch the guy. But, yeah. I mean, the pressure of – I mean, you talk about a hairline miss, and it's yep. a catastrophe. It's a catastrophe. <laughs> oh, guys, that's it. What a fun episode. Diving through the defense very quickly. Excited to see these guys. Um, it's one of my favorite times of the year. You've got NFL Combine. You've got March Madness. Basketball at its peak. Uh, but, but of course, a lot of things that matter on the football side as well. 
Thank you all for listening. If you haven't already, go over to iTunes, go over to Spotify, follow our podcast, drop us a little five-star rating or write us a review. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.